the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by the Allworth Law Firm. Lamentations 521 tells us, Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will be restored. Almost everyone is dealing with recovery of some sort. It could be from addiction, pain, divorce, sin, separation, depression, job loss, or being stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and destructive behavior. Recovery through a relationship with Jesus Christ is the foundation of healing and growing anew. Listen as Pastor Allworth shares how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ has turned his life around, will help you and your loved ones recover and be restored in his name. God wants you to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Keep listening. Recovery Through Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Yes, indeed. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you live from the KKHT studios. Indeed, God pulled me out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. And he wants to do that for each and every one of you and for your loved ones. You know, people that are listening to my voice right now, many of you do not suffer from addiction, but you may be recovering from something else. Pride, anger, depression, anxiety, job loss. There are all kinds of things. And you know, this Bible that I have in my hand, it is a book about recovery. It's a book about deliverance. It's a book about freedom. And uh, so the other thing is, is if you're listening to my voice right now, you may not be suffering from addiction, but you know someone that is. It could be a son, a daughter. It could be a mother, a father. It could be a coworker, a nephew, a cousin. Uh, Every one of us knows People that are addicted. I go through statistics sometimes, and I think sometimes people's eyes gloss over. Let me just put it simply. Millions of people are suffering from addiction. Millions. And it's alcohol. It's drugs. It's gambling. It's pornography. Pornography is a huge addiction problem in our country right now. People are losing jobs, getting separated from the Lord because they're they're addicted to pornography. And, you know, the the fact of the matter is the Bible tells us that the devil masquerades as an angel of light. And I certainly, you know, our society glamorizes all kinds of sinful activities, partying, uh, free sex, uh, uh, sex that's not between a man and a woman in a marriage context. Uh, Our society glamorizes those things. The other thing that's happening in our society, and a lot of people are under the bondage of, is anger. Because as we head into this political season, our country is so divided. Um, There are some folks in the middle, I guess, but there's maybe a third 40% that's on the left and a third 40% that's on the right. And instead of engaging in discourse about how we might solve their problems, we're getting angry at each other and getting mad at each other and hating each other. And and then the Russians and the Iranians and the Chinese and everybody else is putting bots on Facebook and it's it's divisiveness. And, and the, the word says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and and repent of their sins, that I will heal their land. And that's what I pray. Father God, I just pray right now that everyone who can hear my voice right now is healed from whatever they're dealing with. And and I pray that they are healed by establishing a relationship with Jesus Christ, that whatever has them under bondage, uh, your word says, if you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. What a wonderful chapter, chapter 8 of the book of John. 
uh, I just pray that each and every individual is freed from whatever they're dealing with by turning to you for all their answers. And I pray that our land is healed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Now, I'm going to talk about something today that I think should apply to each and every person out there, whether you've ever suffered from addiction or not, whether or not you've ever gone to a meeting of any kind of a 12-step organization. Don't turn the dial because you heard the word 12 steps. The 12 steps, in my opinion, have power because they're biblically based. They originate in the Bible, and we're going to go through that. This is a show about recovery and deliverance, and so we're going to go through the 12 steps. But I believe that each and every person, whether or not they've ever suffered from addiction or not, would benefit from working these 12 steps, not because they have an addiction, but because these 12 steps are biblically based. And, you know, there are 12 step groups out there that have perverted that, excuse the word, but have walked it away from God. And that's a, that's a shame because the power emanates from a relationship with Christ. You know, in fact, there was a, a, a big list that was well respected that said one of the greatest innovations, along with computers and and television and and radio and and other things uh jet airplanes of the 20th century was the 12 steps let me tell you what the 12 principles are that line up with these 12 steps and you tell me if this doesn't mirror our christian walk i tell people all the time that recovery mirrors our christian walk step one honesty step two hope step three faith step four courage step five integrity step six willingness Step seven, humility. Step eight, brotherly love and forgiveness. Step nine, discipline. Step 10, perseverance. Step 11, spiritual awareness. Step 12, service to others. If you've ever read your Bible, then you know that those are biblical principles. Those are principles that Christ laid down when he came and lived among us. And basically, uh, they are the same principles that a successful, not only recovery, but deliverance from bondage follows. See, God just doesn't want us all to be f- just sober. He doesn't know. He wants us to be free. He wants us to be restored. He wants us to be delivered from the bondage of the enemy. He, he wants us to be completely free. And again, it might be something that you struggle with pride. You might struggle with anger. If you're listening to my voice, there's a good chance you're driving on the streets of Houston right now. And it is really easy to get angry while you're driving on the streets of Houston. It's really easy to use words that we shouldn't use, even with children in the car. It's really easy to get upset. And God doesn't want that for us. He wants us to have the peace that surpasses all understanding. And so we've got to have a, a... principle you know we started at the open door mission i go from here every wednesday wednesday's one of my my ministry days i I go from here to the open door mission it's a wonderful program it's a 110 bed facility we don't take any money from the government because we want to be free to to worship god and have that be uh, an integral part of the program and we're teaching a class because many of these men are you'd be surprised at the men some of the men that come in again it takes in homeless and, and or addicted men and some of the men have had incredible careers and, and have just uh, taken the wrong route and, and become addicted and lost everything. And some of the men have never had anything, come from broken families and, and have or come from the streets. And, and so some of the men have, have grown up in the church and have just wandered away. 
and uh, need to be led back. And that's the wonderful thing about our God. He's always standing there like the father in the story of the prodigal son with his arms open for us. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, don't let the enemy lie to you. He can and will forgive you. He can and will use you. And so, and some of these men don't have any background in the church at all, don't know anything about it. So we've got a class which is called Christianity 101, and we were talking about these principles yesterday in that class. So the first step is honesty. The traditional 12 steps reads, we admitted we were powerless over, take your pick, pride, alcohol, drugs, and that our lives had become unmanageable. In our ministry, we say we admit that without Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are powerless over our addictive or codependent behavior, and our life has become unmanageable. Another thing I haven't mentioned, there are so many people that are codependent out there that depend on their their worth, their self-worth, or their happiness, or their joy based on somebody else's happiness and somebody else's joy and how that person treats them or reacts to them. And that's not healthy. What's healthy is that you depend on Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and that your joy comes from him and that you know who you are, that you are a beautiful, wonderful child in God. So we who have this addictive gene and I, you know, I was talking to some relatives. I've got it throughout my family. I mean, my mama died of liver failure. Her daddy died of liver failure. My father's father died of liver failure. I mean, just throughout my family, addiction runs. So I was powerless until I established a vertical relationship with Jesus Christ. And once I did that, then everything changed. And I'm talking about complete surrender. So step two is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to, to sanity. In other words, the principle is hope. One of the great things that the gospel brings us is hope. You know, the Greek word for the gospel is euangelion, the, the, the gospel of good news, the good news and hope. With good news comes hope. So we need hope, and particularly when you're struggling with something, whether it's addiction or whatever else that has you powerless, we need to have hope. So we've rewritten that, by the way, for our Christian 12 steps. We came to believe that God through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit can and will deliver us from the bondage of addiction and every plan, power, and work of the enemy. See, these are Christian principles. The Christian walk mirrors the recovery walk. So when we get somebody, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to say anything bad about somebody that goes to one of the secular 28-day programs. That's certainly better than doing nothing at all. But when you combine it with a faith-based recovery, then you see supernatural things take place. Then you see a supercharged recovery. And again, these are principles that everyone ought to follow in their lives, even if they've never been addicted to anything at all. And by the way, there are, I'm not going to have time to go through them all, but each of these steps, for example, Romans 6.16 says, don't you realize that you become a slave to whatever you choose to obey? Jesus said, when we sin, we're a slave to sin. And anybody that's ever struggled with any kind of addiction, whether it be marijuana or cocaine or alcohol or gambling or pornography, they know that. You get under bondage. And, in fact, we keep these things secret, and then the enemy has power over us. So these are Christian principles. So step three is that we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. In our ministry, we say we make a decision to invite Jesus Christ into our lives and crown him the Lord of all with no reservations. We accept God's forgiveness in the person of Jesus Christ and become born again. All right. There can't be anything more Christian than that. We surrender our lives to God. 
We, we, we are indeed without a relationship with God, without Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are slaves to sin. We have to surrender our lives to him, accept the, him into our heart as our Lord and Savior, as our King of kings, our Lord of Lord, and we have to accept the help of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I do not leave you orphans. I, I leave behind the Holy Spirit to be a helper. And this is the power of Christianity, is we have that helper to help us through all kinds of times. Jesus said we'd always have trials and tribulations in this world. And so I don't know how people, for example, face the death of a loved one without a relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't know how they get through that because the Holy Spirit is also called the comforter. And and when you go through that and you realize that your loved one, if they particularly if they had a relationship with Jesus Christ, is in the arms of their Lord and Savior, that's comfort. That's the kind of comfort that allows you to walk through. Sure, in our flesh we grieve. But we know in our spirit, as Paul said, to die is to gain. And we know that we will be reunited. So that hope, that honesty in ourselves, that hope and that faith, that faith, or the principle number three is faith. Do you know Hebrews chapter 11 tells us it is impossible to please God without faith? We have to have faith in Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. These principles, it's why they have power. And so if you know someone that's struggling with addiction or any kind of a bondage, I, I, I ask that you get them into a Christian fellowship, brotherhood in your church, and also a 12 steps. I belong to a 12 step program where we talk about Jesus Christ. That's not true in every 12 step uh, group. Some of them will get mad at you. So you got to find the right one and you got to find one that's made up of Christians. And even when the ones that get mad at you, go ahead and talk about what Jesus has done for your life. They can't stop you. So, uh, and maybe, you know, I've got a good brother who works at the open door mission. In fact, he's been on this radio show. So I'll tell you right now, he is the chief operating officer of the open door mission. He went through the program. He found Jesus Christ through the 12 steps. He had no relationship before and he was a little skeptical, but as he, studied this and realized that where the power came from and his life began to change, he found Jesus Christ through the 12 steps. So step four traditionally is made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Well, I mean, Lamentations 3, uh, uh, Lamentations 340, we saw another Lamentations earlier, in, and Lamentations 340 says, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. Isn't that what we need to do as a Christian every day? We need to take moral inventory. Uh, God, I thank you for the things that you've led me into that I've done right. Thank you for con- Holy Spirit for convicting me and the things that I've done r- wrong. And Holy Spirit, give me the power and, and the strength to make corrections and to do things right. To take So our step four in Christian fellowship is we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves and asked the Lord to show us what needs to be confessed repented of and forsaken in Jesus name. James 5:16 confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. And then the second part of that scripture is so powerful. The the fervent prayer of a righteous person is powerful indeed. Yeah, those two combinations, confessing things and then and then praying, what a powerful combination. So that's courage. That takes courage to do that, to really be honest. Going back to step one, be honest and have the courage to say, this is what I'm doing wrong. And this is what I, I'm going to pray for this, the, the ability to, to correct it. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrong. See how all these things blend in together? We just talked about James five sixteen, confessing sins to one another so that we may be healed. You know, transparency, 
again, back to honesty, <laughs> is critical in recovery. Because if you can't be honest with yourself and with other people, and being honest with other people helps you to be honest with yourselves. And then you get rid of that secret where the enemy's got you in bondage. You know, we're in shame and guilt, as Marsha talks about. I couldn't remember Marsha's name earlier, Mike, when I was talking about Lamentations. <laughs> Marsha said the scripture from Lamentations. I'm getting old. So <laughs> yeah, we all are at various ages. But anyway, step five in our Christian fellowship is we admit to God, to ourselves, and to another Christian believer the exact nature of our wrongs. Man, there's power in confession. There's power in in sharing with a brother. And first first John one nine says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us into all righteousness. What a wonderful what a wonderful thing. That is so powerful. So step six, I'm running out of time. Step six. I'm going to just do the Christian version. I'm not going to do both from here on out. They're they're very similar. We kept the principles the same. We just added Jesus into it, which is uh, what gives it the power. We commit ourselves to obedience to God, and when the Holy Spirit reveals an area of our lives that needs to be changed, we quickly obey and surrender that area to Jesus Christ. You know, I ask the guys at the Open Door Mission all the time, John 5, 6, do you want to be healed? Jesus asked the paralyzed man, do you want to be healed? I ask you that right now if you're listening to my voice, because you're probably struggling with something, physical problem, mental problem, uh, anger, pride, jealousy. Uh, You can't forgive somebody of something. I ask you, do you want to be healed? Well, you know, we've just gone through COVID-19, and I don't mean to minimize it because a lot of people lost their lives. And But the thing about addiction is, and the thing about bondage is, is there's a vaccine that really works. And his name is Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that we've been dealing with that pandemic for centuries, millennium addiction. Romans 8, 2 tells us because you belong to him, the power of the life giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Paul also writes in chapter seven, the wages of sin are death. So if you want to be free, You need to come to the Lord, come to Christ. Step seven, we humbly and boldly ask the Holy Spirit to deliver us from any and all strongholds and defects of character and renew our minds to the truth of God's word. James 4.10 says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Jesus gave us the perfect example of humility. (laughs) Jesus comes down, God incarnate on earth, both fully man and fully divine, and he washes the disciples' feet. He humbled himself, not only that, to death, to a excruciating death to death on the cross so that he could die for our sins. And he died when we were yet sinners. So if you're out there and you're trapped in sin, there is hope. Jesus Christ died for you and he's got a way out of your sin. It's a relationship with him. And Jesus tells us all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and all those who humble themselves will be exalted. I don't mind telling you right now, one of my problems that got me in trouble to begin with was pride. And it's a problem for many men and women, for that matter. You know, we're we're all too prideful, and humility is powerful, and it's it's really a lot more enjoyable. Living a, a life of freedom is a lot more enjoyable than the chaos. Again, I started with the angel of masquerades as an angel. I mean, the devil masquerades as an angel of light. He does. You know, when we first drink, we drink some more because we enjoy it. We enjoy the endorphins and the dopamine. But you know what? I get those same endorphins and dopamine now when I go in and I worship, sing worship songs to the Lord, and I raise my hands and and praise him. And you know the beauty of it? 
that doesn't give me a hangover. <laughs> I will never have a hangover again for the rest of my life. Praise Jesus. So step eight, and this is powerful. We made a list of people we have harmed and who have harmed us. The traditional one just says who we harmed. But ours says, we have made a list of people we have harmed and who have harmed us and became willing to make amends to them all, including ourselves. you got to forgive yourself. But Jesus says in that powerful Sermon on the Mount, he says, if you want your Father in heaven to forgive you, you need to forgive your brothers and sisters. When we don't forgive people, when we seek revenge, when we hold grudges, we walk around with them for years and for decades. Truth of the matter is people are always going to disappoint us, but there is power in forgiveness. And if you're honest with yourself, going back to that principle, God has forgiven you if you've accepted Jesus Christ, truly accepted him as your Lord and Savior and repented of millions of sins, certainly thousands, millions for me. I don't know about you, but lots. <laughs> and And he will forgive you. When you sin in the future, because you will, but you'll be convicted by it if you've truly got a relationship, and you'll ask him for the strength not to do that again. So step nine, we seek forgiveness from everyone we have harmed and are willing to make amends to them without causing any further injury. This causes a lot of people, both in recovery and, and outside of recovery, this amends process is so scary because, you know, we did something we shouldn't have done to somebody and we hurt them. And it's scary to go back and, and tell them that we're sorry, but it is powerful. I remember being really scared early on in my recovery of, of doing that. And man, when people saw that Christ had touched my heart, that my life had really changed, they were really receptive to that. And they were so appreciative. And it had such a wonderful healing factor. Again, this just doesn't apply to somebody that's been addicted. Anybody can do that. We've all hurt people. We've all made mistakes. We've all treated people badly, done things we shouldn't have done. We're human beings. But the word says he wants to take our heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. And when we do that and we show love, what are the two greatest commandments? Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your mind, your heart, your strength, and your soul. And the second one is love your neighbor as yourself. Somebody told me the other day, I thought it was really good. They said that God's job is to judge. The Holy Spirit's job is to convict. And our job is to love. If you fill your heart with love and you accept Jesus Christ and you as your Lord and Savior, you're in good. You're in a good place, and good things are going to happen in your life. Step ten: We continue to take the light of the word we hear and shine it into the darkest area of our own life, looking for places we can come up higher. Second John one eight says, "Watch yourselves, so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may be rewarded fully." I know a really sad situation about a brother who uh, was really living for the Lord and is is relapsed and is having all kinds of problems. So we have to continually. You know, Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, they must deny themselves, pick up their cross daily and follow me. It's a daily job that we have, both in recovery and in our walk with the Lord. It's a daily job to try to be Christ-like. It's a daily job to do what Second Corinthians chapter 5 says, and that's be his ambassador on earth. It's a daily job to do what Second Corinthians 6 one says, to be God's co-worker. It's a daily job to make disciples of all nations, teaching them to... Uh, to, to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey the commandments that he has given us. It's a daily job. Step 11, we pursue the wisdom of God, which is the will of God, applying it accurately to our life and solving problems, developing intimacy with Jesus Christ through prayer and obedience to keep his word, and seeking his will to be done in our lives rather than our own. We want a deeper walk with the Lord. Again, that's a, that's a Christian. That's, that's just a Christian walk, and that's part of these powerful 12 steps to continue to develop a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior. 
Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as Christ broke the chains of our bondage and having become a discipline of Jesus Christ, we carry the message of great news, hope, and love to others who are bound with the chains of addiction. We continue to grow with Christ at the center of our lives and all of our relationships. Wow. Isn't that what we're called to do? Preach the gospel to all creation? Be witnesses to the end of the earth of what Jesus Christ has done in our lives? Matthew chapter 5, be the light of the world so that we can glorify what the good works, not that we've done, the good works that God has done through us. Because I didn't do many good works before I came to Christ. And now when I do, it's all because of him. It's all glory to him. You know, we we suspended our Break Every Chain ministry at New Covenant Church uh, because we went into the 12th to the Open Door Mission. We're going there now on every Wednesday night. This September, we're going to reopen it back at the church on Thursday nights. So if you want to become a part of that ministry, you're welcome to attend. We haven't set all the parameters. I'll be announcing it on this show. So we'll be doing both. We'll be doing Break Every Chain Wednesday nights at the Open Door Mission and then open to the public on Thursday nights. We take a leadership team. So I I just want to tell you what a privilege and an honor it is to be with you every Wednesday at 530. I'm here on the radio because I want to shout for the mountaintops that people don't have to live the way they do, that God can do for you what he's done for me that he's all-powerful and nothing is impossible for him. We love you here at Recovery Through Christ, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. You've been listening to Recovery Through Christ. Listen again next Wednesday at 530. If you missed any of this show, you can catch the podcast at kkht.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.